Welcome to another week's edition of Good Band, Bad Band, where we talk about two musical artists whose names sound similar, but the music is different. This week, we're talking about three Snoop Dogg Night. I am Jared. Caleb. This is Tyler. And we have a special guest this week, Uncle Donnie. Donnie. Not my uncle. Introduce yourself. Donnie. There you go. That's him. Yeah. It's a different not my uncle. Yeah, it's a different not my uncle. Not my uncle redo. Yeah. Redux. Same same lineage. Uh Uh-huh. Same family line, but still still not the uncle. Yeah, the other family line will never be on this podcast. (laughs) Really, that's uh, it's interesting you mentioned that because I've already invited your invited your father to come next week. Uh, How expensive would it be to have a podcast uh, where your uncle in prison is on the call? Ooh, Ooh. you're getting a collect call from Record Roundtable. <laughs> would you like to accept the charges? Uh, I didn't want the charges to begin with. Well, I'm sorry, you've been sentenced. So. Three dog, three dog night. Yes. So Donnie, Donnie, we actually, me and Donnie ended up uh, kind of starting the conversation that led to us doing this episode. Yes. So me and Donnie were talking, and I was l- rattling off to him uh, different good band, bad band ideas, and uh, I mentioned three Snoop Dogg night, and he got more excited about it then I would have expected him to get excited about it. So, Donnie, why don't you talk about why you got excited about Three Dog Night uh, as an as a band? I had already been kicking around Three Dog Night Ranger mm. Night somehow, and it yeah. didn't work. And then Snoop Dogg's like, that's a bigger difference between the two. And they're kind of neglected as far as, I mean, people don't know who they are right. sometimes. They know the songs. Oh, knew, they just don't know song. who they are. Yeah. So that's that was the that was the reason. Well, some of the songs people would know but not because they did them. Some, yes. Not all of them obviously, but like for example, Try a Little Tenderness, they did, but obviously more people would know it as an Otis Redding song right. mm-hmm. than as a Three Dog Night song. Yeah. Uh and I think that makes sense for them because a lot of their music um, wasn't written by them. Like, only a, a, a handful of songs, from what I could tell, were it's, actually written by them. So... Makes sense. Once um, they got going, though, after Try a Little Tenderness, most of them were just neglected songs from other people. Mm. Not not necessarily their biggest hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, hey, you've never heard of this guy, and here's a couple of his songs, or this, you know, whatever, but it was the 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 neglected portion of, you know, like, the, after their first hit, really. That's what um, is interesting to me. It looked like they had a lot of hits, too. Yes. I they, found that They made the songs surprising. that were neglected hits. Yeah. They had, like, a bunch of top 40 hits. And a lot of like hit singles, all the way up to like seventy five too. 
But so, that's really like when when do they start? Sixty seven. I think that's right. Donnie. So like only a few. Yeah. I mean that's less than a decade of putting out a bunch of hit songs. It looks like their first album actually came out in sixty eight. Okay. So and then they uh, returned, which I definitely want to talk about. That that was something. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I was thinking when I was reading about all the hit albums they had, all the hit songs they had during that time. They're one of the best-selling bands of that decade. Uh, why, I'm like, why aren't they in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? And it's I like, was thinking the same thing. Uh, maybe because they don't have any songs. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. What, like, that's a valid point. Like, it's all songs that somebody else did, you know? So that kind of takes away. That's why uh, the Monkees, who are uh, not in the Hall of Fame, which they should be, in my opinion, but... Ooh. Uh, that's why they're not. It's because they're accused of uh, not being like a real band. They're a Big manufactured band. band. Big band. But they were. They they became a real band. Got together and they did their own stuff. They said, "But Stroom. was it good?" Yes, I like them. Was it good once they became a real band? I think so. I don't like. I don't think that Three Dog Night by any means it, or any measure is a bad band no. or not worth considering as important. Yes. But they are basically like '60s '70s karaoke in a weird way. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've reworked some of it. Yeah. You know, they didn't just like back to three little or try a little tenderness. That one definitely sounds different. Yeah. They do things to make that song different, but Donnie, didn't you say that you own a lot of their music? I really do. Yes. My first, um, I bought a live album. You know, it's like, hey, this is, and it was crazy. It was after their second album, which, who makes a live album after their second album? Uh huh. But it was the situation. They happened to be on the same label as Steppenwolf, and they were recording a live album that day. And like, hey, let's record these guys too. And it ends up being really good. And it's pretty much what what you what was that day, instead of a series of concerts. So two albums and it works. But that was my introduction. It's like these guys are better than than I thought they were. Mm-hmm. That album is so, called Captured at at the Forum. Captured live at the Forum, and they were captured. They were. They, they were. Yeah. They didn't get out until. Yeah. I got no joke. <laughs> you, you had something working there in your head, but then it, it just slowly faded off. Now, so you found the the live album. Were you like, were you into Three Dog Night, and then no, started buying one... the music, or did you like buy the live album, realize it was pretty good, and then start listening to them more? I had one song, and I think that was Joy to the World. If you're gonna have one song, yes, right, you know that's the one. It's like, oh, that's them. That's most people's reaction. Yeah. Um, and I think I bought Shambhala off of iTunes before I bought the live album. So then it was like, okay, this isn't on that. And then it just kind of went from there. But, um, yeah, the, then I got the other live album, which was uh, like three or four albums later. So they had more to draw from. But it's like, you know, the band is better than you think they would be, these anonymous guys. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's the singers, which, you know, are anonymous also, that's the focus, but it's just, it, it all works in a singles format, but their albums were good too. Jared, I know, you, I know you want to talk about the fact that there were a lot of members 
Uh, I don't really. I mean, it's not really that important necessarily. Like the because, I mean, there's a quite a few. And it's kind of weird. They're one of the few groups that have three lead singers, which mm-hmm. is weird. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then they have the rest of the people: keyboard. Do they uh, have bass. two keyboardists? I don't know. I don't think so. Not. I don't, think, I don't so. think active at the same time. They probably just had multiple. I could have swore I saw somewhere that it said they they recruited their second keyboardist, but I didn't know. Well, that probably meant, like, like after the other one left. That's why I wasn't sure. I do want was, to talk. I think it was later. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk about one of the lead singers, uh, Danny Hutton. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about Danny Hutton, Donnie? I d- well, he's the third of the three. If you list them, uh-huh. like uh, that's why I'm like you're going with Danny Hutton first. Th- that's the order of. Um, you know, he's the neglected one. Most people think the weakest of the vocalists. So it's funny that he's, that you said that first. Well, I have, I found some interesting things about Mr. Danny Hutton. So, uh, after three dog night broke up, he became a, a manager and he managed the punk rock band fear who are, Infamously known for their Saturday Night Live performance, where they just uh, destroyed the place. I and it was, about that. Yes, that's like, I don't know anything really about them besides that. Uh, he also fronted w- uh, what was called Danny Hutton Hitters, which covered the song Wouldn't It Be Nice by Nick Kershaw for the 1986 soundtrack of Pretty in Pink, which was kind of cool. That's a pretty good song, and his version is uh, much different than that. So I don't know if any, if you know that song, he did it. Uh, but his son Dash Hutton was the former drummer of the band Hyam. Oh, which you'd think. I thought those were only girls. I did Just think the that. three of them. But they're the three. You know, somebody's got a drum. Somebody's got a drum Someone's too. Got a drum. So yeah. It was just touring. I think maybe on the album too. Yeah. But yeah, if you look at the the vocal credits for a lot of their songs, Hutton does not appear to come up super frequently, no. which is why I'm assuming Donnie, you're saying that like he was kind of neglected. So, uh, Donnie, he you... was smart. It makes sense that he was a manager later. Mm-hmm. If he was the the least of the vocalists, it makes sense he was a manager. Because if you get a group, get people better than you, and then then you're just like, this is my group, you know. So um, he didn't have the, the as many big hits as the other guys, but he was very important in, you know, picking the songs and all that. So um, it also looks like he was probably in the group longer than anybody else. He started in the group and he's one of still the active members because in some weird way, they are still Chuck. I think Chuck Negron still tours, but I don't know if he tours his three dog night. I've seen him. There's various uh, old timey bands that get together and do these tours. Not right now, unfortunately, Right. but I've seen them at um, the fair, like the state fair when they have free shows. So they'll have people from, uh, uh, Tommy Shandle is often there. It says like Chuck Negron uh, of Three Dog. Like, so he's not going as them. I think it's him singing their songs with a backing band. But I don't know if technically, if the he, anonymous nature of it, you have to have if his he name tours. Yeah, yeah. But I don't you know if can he can just say if they tour as Three Dog Night very often, or if it's just the you know it's kind of like one of those things where you're just basically doing 
several different cover bands of the music. It's not really cover, but like it's not technically the band because there's not enough members and somebody owns the name. Well, you know the name. Danny Hutton's girlfriend's the one who came up with the name. That's yeah. So I was wondering when somebody would bring up the name. That's his. That's his uh, real contribution. Thanks, Dan. Mm -hmm. His girlfriend. (laughs) It's funny because uh, she is does isn't really known for anything. She's in a Cheech and Chong movie, and that's supposed to be a big deal. Yeah, (laughs) I saw that. She's best known as Ajax Lady, and I'm like, who is Ajax Lady? I don't know this. Yeah. Are you going to tell the tale? Yeah, sure, I can tell it. I guess. Uh, you, you're you're looking at you, it. You, 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 I thought one of you might have wanted to tell you it. You lined it up. I thought you were going to knock I it out. I thought one of you wanted to tell it. You're so reading it. You, you got it. it right in front I've of you. I got it here, but I didn't, you know, I just figured you might want it. She read a, a magazine article about Aboriginal Australians, you know, because she's cultured. And it explained that on the cold nights, these Aboriginal Australians would sleep in holes and they would cuddle up to dingoes. Now, I don't know if they're live dingoes or if they're Aboriginal captive dingoes. I was, you know, it didn't clarify. Good question. But on a colder night, there would be two dingoes. And on a freezing cold night, it would be three dingoes. And uh, dingoes, of course, are wild dogs of the of the outback. And then therefore you get the term three dog night because it's so cold. In last year, of course, uh, musician Van Dyke Parks, yeah. <laughs> who decided that he was the one who came up with it right. and wanted to talk her down in the process. Which is weird. I love this quote. Because, yeah, you say the quote. I was nuts, and they put W-U-Z. <laughs> yeah, I saw that, yeah. <laughs> I was nuts about Hutton's girlfriend, quite a dancer. Yet, she didn't read Mankind magazine, nor have an inkling of anthropology and. The cold Aboriginal nights that inspired my suggestion. That was pretty good. Yeah, I agree. yeah. But he's nuts about her. He's nuts. He saw her in Cheech and Chong, and he said, "Whoa!" Yeah, she really danced in that movie. I'm she sure. can dance, but she can't read magazines. She's a woman. That's so I have a little bit more that I found about Danny Hutton. I'm oh, sorry, okay. we got very Please. briefly. Uh, Donnie, you are a, a music file. You find uh, records often. Have you ever heard anything from Hanna-Barbera Records? No. Danny Hutton was signed to Hanna-Barbera Records when before um, he was in Three Dog Night. Here's, Basically, oh, wow. I saw that Hanna-Barbera Records it where is he so was signed. Weird. And I did not look anything up because I knew that you would know things and I wanted to be a surprise to me. Okay, so... It's so odd. I read an interview that he did with somebody that was basically only talking to him about the Hanna-Barbera thing. I would be that interviewer. <laughs> yes. So he was saying that they basically did not know anything about what they were doing. They were just a cartoon company that wanted to make albums too. So they hired some guy. He had been working for another record company as basically just like a, uh, a temp kind of thing where he's just like, you know, getting coffee for people and stuff, it seemed like. And he got in contact with somebody from Hanna-Barbera that was wanting to start this label. So he ran it and was um, on lots of the songs, but as different groups. So like he was a group, a group called the Bats. He was a recording he artist was, yeah. on, the, on the label. So. But and he, yeah, he was recorded on there. He was the there. one who recorded the Flintstones theme song, right? No, he did not. Ah, no, but he did bad. a few things. He did it. But... Another person that I believe did a song for Hanna-Barbera Records, and this is the thing that I found uh, maybe one of the more weird, interesting things I found this week. Uh, 
Somebody named Scatman Crothers was on uh, Hanna-Barbera Records, and he did a song uh, called uh, something about the scat, which I think was originating from, you know, that song, I'm a scat man, boop-boop-boop-beep-beep. Right. I think that Scatman Crothers started that. Now, Scatman Crothers was recording on Hanna-Barbera Records. He also was recording his voice on Hanna-Barbera Records because he is the voice of Hong Kong Fooey. Uh, oh. He also did the song Everybody Wants to Be a Cat from the Aristocats. What a man. Great song. So, what a man. Scatman Crothers. I was doing some research on this man, and that's what I found from the Hanna-Barbera Records thing. It is so, like, I would love to be looking at 45s and see Hanna-Barbera Records and be super confused, but now I won't right. have to be confused. Now you'll know. I'll know You're that educated. they've released a a few slew of 45 records and i know danny hutton's have you heard of have you did you hear roses and rainbows his his supposed i did yeah but prior to three dark night as well yes it was okay would that be that would be like the the um if the archies and the um josie and the pussycats were on one channel Mm -hmm. they were like we gotta get in some of this i'm wondering that's a good uh theory there it did not have success I think Danny Hutton did a song on the Flintstones and was like a cartoon. Oh, this is like the coolest thing I read. Okay. So he did a song for the Flintstones, and his cartoon form was on the Flintstones. Oh. And his wife saw the cartoon and fell in love with him as a cartoon. No. And then they married each other. No. Yes, that's real. That is the most insane love story (laughs) I've ever heard in my entire life. We met on the Flintstones. So I don't know. There he was millions of years ago. I could not find the clip. Like, I, I YouTube, tried to YouTube Danny Hutton Flintstones, but it didn't come up. And so I don't know. Cause it, in the, How are you supposed to fall in love with him now? In the article, I couldn't figure out what song it was that he performed on. Oh. You know? So I, I needed to do a little. I just couldn't find it. But I'm sure if I would find all the Flintstones on DVD and then go find that episode and then just watch it that way. But I did not have time. But that oh, but. that was like the most interesting uh, thing. Did you find a picture of him? He's just done all sorts of wild stuff. I know. He? he also at one point auditioned to be a member of your fame band, The Monkees. Oh, really? I but didn't he, see he that. He didn't make the cut. I said, nope. Did you see... You're not English enough. The connection to none other than Mr. Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys? Didn't... With Three Dog Night? Did, did he not write one of their songs? I mean, he probably did, but he yeah. has some kind of relationship with them. And on their album, Seven Separate Fools, he uh, said uh, he he contributed the song, uh, the song Time to Get Alone to them when they were in the band Redwood, which was what they were called prior to Three Dog Night. Right, before, the, he, before they got into the hole with the, the dingoes. Yes, he called that album... Uh, it, he placed it in the top three of his all-time favorite albums, Ooh. Seven Separate Fools. And he said, Danny Hutton's vocals are truly on point. That's what he said about that mm. record. So, so Brian Dan- Wilson likes them. Danny Hutton's a good band, I think. Mm, that could be. Also, uh, did you read about the song Mama Told Me Not to Come, written by Randy Newman? That's why, yes, that's why I was talking before about the Randy Newman podcast. Yeah, I was hoping you would get... You mostly did Toy Story, but yeah. uh, continue. He uh, called somebody called somebody on the phone. I don't know. It just says called them on the phone. That's dumb. He called 
one of the members on the phone and said, I just want to thank you for putting my kids through college because he wrote Mama Told Me Not to Come and then it became a hit song for Three Dog Night, oh. which is pretty – I like the idea. Like people are just making – you know, like how there's hit songs uh, and you're like, oh, I love that song. And if it's not the band that wrote that song, somebody else is like making – Making money, making that bank, right. just writing a song. They made a bunch of people money, really. They just made people. Did money. you listen? Yeah. How, how, how did you listen to his man. version, like his own version? No, I did not. Is it weird? No, it's just that, like, the the verse is the same, and then he goes right into the chorus, and then he goes right into the. It's like there's no giant hook, like Three Dog Night ah. did. You know, the mama told me not to come. Is is that's the hook and he skips it like the writers like yeah listen to these words it's like where's the hook you know it's funny what he it's like he impressed himself with the song but they did it better as a song let's play it Thanks, Randy. So that's play Randy. Can you play Randy? (laughs) Just to that same point. One sounds like a Three Dog Night song, and the other one sounds like it was featured in Toy Story. Oh, my. I don't know. I like to quiet it down a little bit of the groove for the hook on the Randy Newman version. Yeah. So that was an example of probably the artist enjoying a cover. Here's an example of the artist maybe not. Ooh. So uh, Three Dog Night for their album Hard Labor, which we absolutely have to talk about. Yes. Covered the song The Show Must Go On by Leo Sayer. And in the song, uh, so they, the song is called The Show Must Go On. And at the end of the song, the last line is, by Three Dog Night, they said, I won't let the show go on. But in Leo, or no, 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 sorry. Leo Sayer said, I won't let the show go on. And Three Dog Night said, I must let the show go on. And Leo Sayer did not like that they changed the line. Because in the song by Leo Sayer, it's a very sad, melodic song. And often when he would perform it live, he would be dressed as a sad clown. Ah, nice. The sad clown. Did you happen to look at Hard Labor's album cover? Yes. What is going on? It looks like a, a bird on an operating table. Giving birth to a record. Yep. I, think- I have. You're ruining it for me because I have the Band-Aid version. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm so sorry. It looks kind of like Tiny Tim. 
I can't stop looking at it. Yeah. I, I was looking at their albums last night and I remember like I was looking at everything that they had just to see what kind of interesting songs and choices they made and such. When I hit that out that record, I was like, I remember this. I remember it being on lists of the worst album covers of all time. Yeah. And weirdest album covers of all time. I think Donnie and I even talked about it just a few weeks ago because I was talking to him about I think the Black Sabbath cover, uh, Born oh, Again yeah, the baby. with the Baby, and he was like, look at this cover. And yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness. The other Three Dog Night album that's worth mentioning is It's a Jungle. Did you listen to any of It's a Jungle? It's good. It's so weird. It's Ska, they call it. Yeah. Don, have you ever listened to It's a they Jungle? It I didn't. Ska, huh? I didn't. Nothing after Hard Labor. I don't know why. Okay. Well, they had already broken up and then got back together and did this EP. It's five songs. It's a five-song EP, and it's the last thing they ever did. Yeah. But it came out in, I think, 83, and their last album was, like, 75, 76. And so it was, like, m- much later. Yeah. Well, let's get something. Yeah, it was 83. You're right. Yeah, let's listen to a little bit of... Uh... It's a jungle well, out there. That's what I was going to say. It's let's the lead do single. It's a jungle out there. And the music video I watched last night, and it was super weird. Is this Randy too. again? Is it? <laughs> it's the jungle out there. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I feel like whoever wrote the Wikipedia page somehow confused ska with reggae. Yeah. And also like didn't a, notice that it was dub. like weird electro reggae. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of a, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of dub. It kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, Men at Work a little bit. I could see yeah, that. Yeah, maybe a hair. Just like they they thought that because they were named after a dingo, they had to do that kind of uh, the three dog night. I think people are getting confused. They, uh, they keep thinking reggae is Australian. Yeah. And it's not. No. Because <laughs> Australia is full of white people. It'll trick you. It's just full circle. It goes right back into Randy Newman. They're keeping people down. Oh, oh. no. I uh, I did realize also that uh, we live in what I would argue to be perhaps an alternate universe where Three Dog Night weren't as important as they could have been. And in the event that they had been more important then every New Year's we would be uh, graced with Three Dog Nights, New Year's Rockin' Eve. Oh, yeah. yeah. But instead yeah. we're graced with Dick Clark's, Dick Clark's. for uh, New Year's Rockin' Eve, which I thought was crazy. So they Three Dog Night uh, hosted the uh, first Rockin' Eve special that they do for New Year's, and then it was just called Dick Clark's. What if every yeah, year ho- for think- your life you had to sing Joy to the World? Oh, God. Uh. <laughs> No. I loved that song when I was a kid. I used to sing and dance around. But what I, if we did it in how I think we did it in elementary school? There you go. I you love know. the idea that like ev- we have to ring in like every single new year by starting with the phrase Jeremiah was a bullfrog. That's Do you fun. know who else? About how high could Jeremiah jump? It gets different every year. Was He's... he one of them racing bullfrogs like Mark Twain talked oh. about? Oh. Maybe. 
Do you know who else likes the song Joy to the World? None other than good band, bad band alum, Conway Twitty. Oh, boy. Ah. He sang that song. It's not on Spotify, but I found it on YouTube's. Sounds really young on that song. Yes, he does. He didn't comment about how good the wine was. Mmm. That's true. You know Did, who has good wine? Who's that? Snoop Dogg. Oh, yes, he does. Ooh, 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 ooh. Jared, do you want to... I'm looking at your playlist so we don't miss anything. Do you want to talk about the monster shindig? No. Or is that what? Okay. No, it was a part of the Hanna-Barbera stuff. Oh, it's okay. not. I mean, like... Okay. It's a mediocre Halloween cartoon song. That's fair. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. It looked interesting, so I wanted to make sure that we had uh, potentially addressed it. Donnie, do you have anything else you want to talk about for Three Dog Night? Um, not really. I mean, just the just the number of people that their, their first, you know, like Nielsen, we talked about his first... Uh, different people, Laura Nero with Eli's coming, they had a good ear. And that, you know, that's if that's better than being a good writer, then it is. Right. You know. But that's that's all. The only other thing that I noticed um, doing our extensive Wikipedia reading uh, that I thought was odd uh-huh. is that if you look at their genres we have uh, a couple of them are pretty obvious like pop rock boogie rock uh blues eyed soul however there were two that seemed to perhaps not make sense to me because one of them was hard rock and the other one was soft rock mm. and i said <laughs> at the same time how they're caught you... between a hard rock and a soft rock place <laughs> I was like, I don't know how you can be both of those things. Maybe. I mean, Aerosmith, you could argue, is that. They're considered hard rock, but they also make soft rock songs. True. I guess that's true. They must just maybe mix things up enough that they could fall in both territories. Like, start, you just start out. <clears throat> you start they out. covered, on, they covered a free song a couple times, two free songs, which was hard rock. Yeah. And they didn't really tone it down. They, t- they covered a, a Neil Young song, and they didn't really tone it down. So, I mean... Those weren't singles, I don't think, but well those are the singles are the songs they're known for, so when they cover you know like a Neil Young or Free or something like that, that's those weren't the songs that people would remember. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you just start out nice and hard and then time goes on and you just Soften, soften the blows. Soften up. Kind of lose interest. Eh? You soften up. You nice and soft. Start doing Elton John, your song, because you're like, I'm, I, I don't want to do this hard stuff anymore. Now we're going to do Elton John. You guys want to hear it? Here's a piano cover of a Prince song. Okay. I think we're, I think we're good. Ready yeah. to transition? Oh, yeah. oh yes. Tra- let's transition over to Snoop Doggy Dog.
With so much drama in the LBC, it's kind of hard being Snoop D on double G. Snoop Doggy Dog. He is an interesting character, and I'm afraid that we could linger on almost anything about him yes. for the entire episode. So we need to be smart about this one. Yes. Because there's so many interesting things to cover. He could be a record roundtable. That's the thing, too, is that, like, his music, like, so, like, Doggy Style. I listened to Doggy Style two days ago or last, recently. I listened mm-hmm. to Doggy Style recently. And it's pretty good. Like, it's a really good album. It follows The Chronic well, because that's kind of where he got his start, was The Chronic, Dr. Dre's album. And then he moved into his solo release, Doggy Style, which was very popular because of the fact that he had already gotten famous from being so prominently featured on The Chronic. He's on, like, half the freaking songs. Um, But it's a good album. But otherwise, Snoop Dogg isn't... It's almost like Snoop Dogg's not really known for his music in a really weird way. Yes. Like, he's become more of, like, a, um, just, like, a personality more than anything else. Like, he, you know, he's featured in songs. Yes. Uh, and that's a big deal because he's a very important voice to feature in a song. But, like, he doesn't really have, like, big albums. Well, other than that, other than the, you know. Yeah. Doggy style. Doggy style. Right. Which is really kind of still the most notable thing. That he has, period, almost. After almost 30 years yeah. now. His name is Calvin Cordozar Brodus Jr. He was named after his stepfather, which was weird. His dad abandoned him. And uh, then, but I don't know, like, did he have a name before? You know what I mean? Like, it's a great question. I don't. Know I didn't answer. see anything. That was kind of weird. I will say that I saw. Well, maybe he wasn't born. Maybe he was. Maybe his mother was pregnant when his father left, and then she met another man, and that became his stepfather. Well, so is I it, thought it said. Isn't he just the else. reincarnation of? Um, oh my gosh! Who did he say he was the reincarnation of? He said that at one point. I'm blanking now. Snoop Lion, you say? Yeah, when he was Snoop Lion, he said he was the reincarnation from somebody. You know his Bob name? Marley. Oh, is that right? Uh, yeah, he said he was the reincarnation of Bob Marley. I don't think the time is, works. Yeah, I was going to say, is the timeline <laughs> overlapping appropriately I don't there? think so, no. Did you see one of his other names is uh, Liberace, but with the N-word? I did. Nice. I can't say it, obviously, but it do the math. Do the math. I yeah. don't know if he's as flamboyant. He was also known as Nemo Hose. Now, Nemo okay. Hose. <laughs> Phenomenal. Phenomenal. That That is phenomenal. Nemo. (laughs) Nemo hoes. So uh, he actually got his name, Snoop Dogg, because of the fact that as a kid, he just really liked Snoopy from the Peanuts. Yeah, from the Peanuts. There's nothing less hard about, like, like if you, okay, let's say that, because he said that he um, actually lived the pimp style for a while. Like, he was a pimp. For a period of time, I can't imagine like going up to him like, "What's your name?" It's like Snoop Dogg. It's like, "Why is your name Snoop Dogg?" Because I like Snoopy from the Peanuts cartoons. It's like, okay. all right. His sounds, father left. Sounds fine. His father left three months after his birth. Oh, that's what I could not figure out. This has been Jared's mystery all week. Then he was named after his stepfather, Calvin Brodus Brodazar Senior. But how did you? What was your name for three months? I don't know. 
I don't know because it said he was born this. Contact him. I'm sorry. Ask Call Snoop Dogg. Him. Locate his you. birth certificate. We should have paid for a cameo. It's only five hundred dollars. All right, I'm starting. There you go. There you go. Snoop Dogg birther movement. <laughs> oh, nope, nope. We're getting out of this one now. He's not born Calvin. He's born something else. That's good. Donnie, I have a question for you. All right. So you're not really a hip hop person. No. You've never really been a hip-hop person. I've listened more in the last three days than um, than the last 30 years combined. That's probably <laughs> fair. So that, But you know who Snoop Dogg is. That I saw you, you were talking about this on the, on the Wikipedia page. You know, occupation, rapper, and then it also says media personality. Yeah. And that's where he made his, you know, like if you divide up the songs that he did – his best songs were about the fact that he is Snoop Dogg. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Snoop D-O-double-G. Like I, I, I am aware of that. What else do you have? Right. What does it really That's mean it. to be Snoop Dogg? Well, Let's what dissect I, the person. What I saw about him, so particularly on Doggy Style, he actually just um, freestyled most of the lyrics on the album. Like, he would just go into the studio... He would just kind of freestyle, say whatever it was that he wanted to say, and then move on. He was just so, like, laid back. Probably helped that he smokes, like, 18 joints a day. Yes. He smokes a lot of weed. Yes. Anyways. Um, but, like, he's so chill about the way that he goes about making music. And so, like, I, I'm not surprised that sometimes his lyrical content is maybe kind of lacking. Because he's just going in and, like, is... And that's it. Like that's you know that's all he has to do. You know, and he's he does it in such like a smooth way that like um, that you don't even really know. You're gonna have to pay a clip much. of it from from Drop It Like a Top where he gets the Izzles in. Oh yeah, I oh, like okay. That we'll one. play we'll play some of Drop It Like a Top. That's a good idea. Get the Izzle part don't though. Don't change the diesel, Turn it up a little. I got a living room full of fine dime bristles. Waiting on the pistol, the dizzle, and the shizzle. Cheese to the bizzack. Now, ladies, see we kiss her. When the pimps in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's like there's no it. there's no content to That's that it. at all. No. Is that it's just rhyming Izzles with other sounding Izzles. Yeah. Is that more or less impressive than rhyming? Door Don't hand. you go on this. <laughs> Don't you go on this. You can't beat Eminem. I never even got to my question. Okay, so Donnie, you know who Snoop Dogg is, but you're not really that invested in hip-hop. Do you think you know where you would have heard about Snoop Dogg over the years? Like, what do you think was, like, the thing that Snoop Dogg did that would have been like, oh, I guess that's Snoop Dogg. Now I know who that person is. I mean, I, I remember the whole, I mean, Dr. Dre from the beginning, but it wasn't my kind of music. But I thought at some point he would go away. But it was yeah. when he became commercial spokesman and and you know actor and and all the other things that he he made himself the whole Izzle thing. Even all you have to do is say Izzle. People that don't know anything know who you're talking about, right? Well, that's, that's the crazy that's pretty thing. pretty smart. It yeah. is. Yeah. The crazy thing to me is that, like, because, like, I mean, obviously with what our age is, it makes sense. But, like, we, I live in this really weird world where, like, Snoop Dogg has just always existed. Yes. You know? But I couldn't really, like, navigate and find, like, there wasn't really, like, a defining moment that made Snoop Dogg a household name. 
it's almost like he just always has been in nah. this really weird world. He like, became household when he started cooking on TV. No, that's not true. Yeah, he was doing that way before. Like just because he, he was cooking on TV. No, way no, he was popular before. <laughs> he said the wrong. He's thing. been cooking on TV for years, TV? and then all of a sudden Martha Stewart picked up on it, and she's like, "I can get in on." This. I love two convicts. Convicts. <laughs> I love his friendships. They're my favorite things. Oh, that's funny. The most unlikely of friendships he's made. Martha Stewart and him have a cooking program together. They're friends. Him and Willie Nelson, it's not unlikely. Oh, yeah. That it's makes, not it an makes... unlikely friendship because it's bonded with weed. Yes. Right. But it's interesting that Snoop Dogg is friends with a, a 90-year-old white man that is Southern. Well, when when Willie Nelson says, roll me up and smoke me when I die, yes. he actually wants Snoop Dogg to go through that process. Yeah. I'm sure he does. And he'll probably do it in about two days. He could probably fit Willie Nelson in about 36 to 40 joints, I would say. Yeah, I wow. would never smoke him. If he did that, what would be the THC content <laughs> of it's Willie's, in his bloodstream now. Him. I actually think that Willie Nelson might be more potent than just smoking weed directly. True. That's fair. Man, you watch out, I'm high Willie Nelson. That's what he would wow. say. I, I liked your... Yeah, uh, your Randy Newman's Randy better. Newman was better your Randy Newman's better. much better. Uh, He's the jungle his, uh, his stuff is interesting. He has so many things. He's an actor, as we said, like not oh. just like he shows up in bit roles, but like he was a lead role in a horror movie called Bones. Right. Uh, he was on that airplane movie. What was that called? You not Airplane. No. Uh, Soul Plane, Soul I think. Soul Plane. He was uh, in a Hustler pornography film. Didn't he direct nice. it? He did not direct he it. He starred in it? He, he, he starred in it, but he had no uh, sexual intercourse. It was just... <laughs> Hey, here's a clip of people banging. Hey, nice. I'm back. I'm Snoop Dogg. Here's some more people banging. Oh, he curated it. <laughs> He's the Crip Keeper porn. But in What's this, up? it's spelled differently. I'm He's Snoop, C-R-I-P. I'm Snoop Dogg. Oh, my gosh. How yeah. is that not a thing? The Crip Keeper. Oh, my gosh. Let's get it. Oh, new, my new goodness. Name. Snoop name. Dogg is the Crip Keeper. You get it? Oh, my goodness. Wow. He had an uh, EP out. He's, he was also... To, you missed it because he was also in Half Baked. Yes, that makes sense great. too. He's been in so many things. Chris. He had his own uh, sketch comedy program called Doggy Fizzle Televizzle. Did you watch any of it? No, I was going to. I was too. I had it saved, but I didn't. I I looked at all this stuff last night, and I was like, I don't have time for all this, no. but I, I want to mention it. We could. I spend, remember seeing it when I was a kid. We could spend a year on Snoop Dogg. Yes. He's got lots of stuff. I feel. I mean, it can't be as good as Chappelle, no. but I can. I I bet it's not horrible. I bet it has some bits. I bet. I don't know. He Good. literally last night I watched the Mike Tyson Roy Jones Jr. fight, which uh, was uh, not you, that great. Did you pay for it? No, I found a stream. <clears throat> what are you doing? But uh, Snoop Dogg he was found a, a stream that he could purchase for. Stop that. Nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. But he was the guest commentator. And he is hilarious. He is so, like, funny. Well, didn't he? I think one of the things that got famous, like, semi-recently from him was when, wasn't it Kimmel that he was on where he did, uh, like, earth narrations? Of Probably. Yes. That was, yeah, that was good. That was, like, really funny. It was funny. Um, you didn't see that? Like, like uh, what's the name of this, this show? The regular show? Planet Earth? Yeah, yeah. it was Planet Earth. And yeah. He narrated. He was narrating scenes from Planet Earth. Huh. 
But yeah, like, I mean, he, he didn't, like, he didn't have a script last night. He was just commentating a live fight. And he was saying, like, like just his one-liners are great. Like, I can see why he's so good at rapping is because his mind is so, like, quick-witted. Mm-hmm. And I read that in high school he would rap in the hallway and he yeah. would get crowds so big that the teachers thought there was a fight going on. Right. But it was just Snoop Dogg rapping. Yes. Just a young Snoop Dogg saying just a young Snoop over and over again. Just no, he, he does more than Izzle. He, no, Izzle. I'm just imagining Izzle. he seems, he, and they're like, I think this is going to catch on. I think this is going to be a big thing. I um, I did want to make sure that I mentioned this as well. Uh, and I want, Jared, I feel like if anybody would remember, it would be you. Yes. I think Snoop Dogg is our first uh, artist we've covered on any show who is a WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, might be, yes. Possibly so. Yeah, I couldn't think of anybody else. He's related to wrestler Sasha Banks. Everybody's his cousin. Or yes, he's he's uncle to everyone. Everybody. Yeah. Um, he was related to Nate Dogg, who was also a part of music with him, who is now dead. Uh, is he actually related to Pharrell, or is it just like a thing, like a relationship thing to I, call him unk? I don't uncle. think I don't think he's they're related. related. Yeah, I don't think he's related. He was also in the music video for Twisted Transistor by the band Korn. Do you he remember was. that? I do remember that. It was that. him. I remember that well. Lil, uh, uh, Lil, Lil John, John yes. and uh, Exhibit. Exhibit and David Banner were yes. all in this music video playing the band members of Korn. It was it's a great strange. video. That was one of my favorite. Like, around that time of that album coming out, we really got into Korn. Caleb especially did, but I really liked it as well. I won't deny it. And that, like... Little bit of time. I of, was thirteen of being on MTV and stuff like that really helped Corn a lot. Yeah, we were we we. I've seen them twice now, by the way. Since that time, yeah, hope you feel good about it. It's pretty good stuff. I can tell. He by was the uh, also uh, uh, arrested for murder. Oh yeah, Probably Snoop Dogg was. I don't know. I I don't know if he did it. Well, he was acquitted. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. Like, I mean, it means something, but... Innocent until proven guilty, man. I agree. Yeah, hey, no, we don't live in that society anymore. That it does, mean that, they, it does mean that they can't try him for it again. So, oh, that's good. does it really matter anymore? But I don't... I think that I also... So, I don't think that he did it because he wanted to get out of that lifestyle so bad. Right. Like, he... I think Well, that, because he, he knew it was going to kill him. I don't think him. he ever was... He I saw friends die. I know. I know. He was literally on one of the last songs Tupac ever recorded. Right. Mm-hmm. Like day six days prior to Snoop Dogg or Tupac's, Tupac's death being murdered. Yeah. He was on a song with him, and he probably was like, "Yeah, maybe I shouldn't be doing that because I just watched him die." I don't know if so. he was living like that lifestyle as much. Also, you know, like I, I'm sure he was a part of it, but I think that. You know, maybe I don't know about his upbringing or whatever, but I just don't know how. Like, he got connected with Suge Knight, which is never a good thing to do. No, and he helped make him big on Death Row Records. But then, yeah, we talked about the uh, on this Tupac episode on Record Roundtable how, like, you know, Suge Knight would use intimidation tactics to get people to stay and stuff. And right. Snoop was just like, I'm not interested in this, um, in in this businessman. And so he left. And he, like, <laughs> this says after he was acquitted of, of murder, him, his mother, 
his son, and 20 of his pit bulls yeah. moved into a 5,000-square-foot home in uh, Claremont, California. Oh, One man. of my favorite things about reading uh, material online is yeah. that there's no tone to it. Uh-huh. So when you read these things, it's like read in a tone in your head where like everything – like when you read, you don't read with like this emphasis of this thing is weird – so you read something and it's written in such a like uh, nonchalant way yeah, it's just a matter of that fact. then you have to reread it and be like, did that say 20 pit bulls? Yeah. What's up? Yeah, just me, my mom, my boy, and 20 pit bulls moving into this house. Did you say 20 pit bulls? Um, I was going to say, too, on the note of Suge Knight, um, one of my favorite things about uh, what Snoop Dogg has done in his career, musically probably or just overall, um, after Dre left Death Row, he realized that he was in a uh, time-based contract, and then he just said, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to be a part of this contract. I don't want to be a part of it. And uh, he only released one final song on Death Row Records. Do you know what that song is called? No. Fuck Death Row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just said, you know what? I don't want to do any music for this label, so if you want my music, I'm just going to talk how I don't like you. Like... I don't want to make music for you. So the music I will make is about how I don't want to make music for you. I read that when Death Row Records went uh, bankrupt, Snoop Dogg lost $2 million. Really? Yeah. Guy. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah. I think he's doing all right. He was on, uh, I watched little clips of him being on the various roasts, Comedy Central roasts. He was on the- He also roasted uh, another WWE Hall of Famer, Donald Trump. Oh. Mm. He, uh, was he on that roast, is that you're saying? He was. He was on the Bieber roast. And then I think was he was Alec Baldwin roasted? I can't remember the other one. He was on another. Like he, was. he was on a. I mean, it could have been Charlie Sheen, I suppose. That roast was wild. But yeah, like it's just like you have Snoop Dogg and you like your show becomes legitimate. You know, it's, it's interesting. Flavor Flav. Ah, uh, yeah, Flavor Flav. That guy's a mess. Yeah, yeah. Good roast though. Mm-hmm. He's such a weird character. I want to talk about him someday too. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to do Public Enemy. I know we will. Um, I also, I feel like we would absolutely be remiss mm-hmm. if we don't spend at least some time on the period as Snoop Lion. One of the yeah. most interesting periods of Snoop Dogg's life, I would argue. And also one of the shortest, like it wasn't like, I remember the blip in time that he was Snoop Lion. Mm-hmm. It was so short. So Snoop Dogg, uh, converted to Rastafarian. He made an album and a documentary called Reincarnated. Mm-hmm. As I said previously, uh, he believed that he was a reincarnation of Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. So his music started to follow in that direction. And then he just didn't anymore. He just stopped doing it. And then a couple years later, he released a gospel album. Yes. Did you, didn't you listen to that? Or no? No. no. It's so long. It's like an hour and 20 minutes. I don't want to listen to Snoop Dogg do gospel music for 20 minutes. You're thinking of when Kanye West did a gospel album. Well, that one actually got nominated for a Grammy. That's too bad. Contemporary gospel album, Kanye West. It's not very good. I can't believe that Young, Wild, and Free is his most streamed song. That makes no sense to me. I hate that. Like, all the songs that he's done is from Mac and Devin go to high school. Uh, which I guess was a film also, but it was a, mu- a movie with Snoop Dogg and Wiz Khalifa. I guess that just shows how popular Wiz Khalifa is, really. It probably does, yeah. yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, that's just a big... It's, I mean, it's a big song, too, though. I remember hearing it all over when it came out. I just didn't like it, but it's weird. Normally, I don't know. 
It's not listed, by the way, uh, for obvious reasons, but another one of the most uh, popular or most streamed songs that Snoop Dogg is featured on is unfortunately Earth. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He's obviously didn't list everybody. In Jared the doesn't find it but... unfortunate. He enjoys a little dicky. How dare you say that? To but me. it's not. But it's not about Earth. He, uh, which I'm pretty sure he does is actually THC. He was also on that album with Lil Dicky, the professional oh, rapper. That's song. true. Remember, he was, he was yeah. the yep. professional the, rapper. Yeah, the, the professional guy. rapper he talked to. And yep. He's like, "What do you got?" Yeah, remember that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's just I don't know. I I wish that more of his songs like were uh, hit, not like hits, but they were hits then, right. but are more streamed now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. Like uh, drop it like it's hot. I remember when that song came out. That song was huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buttons with the Pussycat Dolls was the number one song, and he was featured on that. Uh, I want to love you with which. Uh, no, what was the other song he did with Akon? I do not remember. It was another hit song, but I thought it was an Akon song, but it was a Snoop Dogg song. But I I can't remember now. I can't remember either right now. Um, Holiday Inn. You like Chingy? Uh, that's a pretty good one. And then all we, points to Tyler. All all I do is I don't win. want that on my life. All I do is win, which is a uh, a good a good song we've talked about previously because we did we've DJ talked Khaled about like three times. I know. Well, there you go. I think we talked about DJ Khaled, T Pain, and Ludacris. We did. Have we done T Pain? Yeah, we've yes, done. We T- did T-Pain. We've done T Pain. We've done Ludacris. We've done DJ yep, Khaled, and now we've done. We've done literally everybody on. All I do is win. Oh wow! Nice. <laughs> what a moment! It's a landmark day here. <laughs> Somebody I write think it this down. Is it. This is where we retire. Now that I we've covered so. everybody. Carve through. it into stone somewhere. Put it down. We've covered it all. We're actually just going to go ahead and make a Mount Rushmore. But the Mount Rushmore Where's is be just those four. Those four. <laughs> That's solid. He's done three songs with Willie Nelson. My Medicine. Oh, yeah. I forgot about My Will, Medicine. Uh, Roll Me Up and Smoke Me When I Die. And the song Superman, which was on Dogumentary. Mm-hmm. Which was a pretty interesting song. I listened to it last night. Yeah. But. Donnie, rare moment. We're going to break from uh, usual good band, bad band territory. Would you rather listen to Snoop Dogg or Willie Nelson? Mm. Willie. Yeah. yeah. Now, if either of them were to pass away, let's say both, which one would you feel more likely that you would roll up and smoke when they died? <laughs> Wow. Is it still- it's too bad that that's what Willie's known for. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is, yeah. I mean, that's like, I mean, I guess that's just kind of where Willie is now. About? He's an outlaw. Like, he, I mean, obviously has a much longer career outside of, like, smoking weed, but now that he's, like, a 90-year-old man who smokes a lot of weed, like, it's kind of the thing that people care about the most Yeah, because he smoked it on at the White House. Did he smoke at the White yes, House? Yes, he smoked really at the did? White House. Yes, you didn't with, know that? With who? He smoked on the roof of the White House. Who did he smoke with? I don't know if he smoked with anyone. Oh, he had to. He was all by himself. Oh, man. On top hey, of the my White young, House. Young. Um, while we're talking about Willie Nelson, I don't know if we'll have another chance to do this while Donnie's I'm on the sure show. I'm sure we will, but go ahead. While yeah. Donnie's on the show. Yeah, you're right. When I was a child, Donnie would put me in a full Nelson headlock and say, sing a Willie Nelson song. <laughs> That's a real thing he did to me. That's pretty good. Yeah, I forgot about that. He, and I, I did it to my I, sisters sometimes, and they did not know Willie Nelson songs. So, I it just took left. a while. Yeah, yeah. It took a while. They just went to sleep. Yeah, I, I love. Not, 
I love this is a weird place to do it, but like on the road again, it's a good one. Oh, that's always the one that we went with. Um, is that a lot of like you being an uncle is both being an uncle, but also being a bully. Yes. That's really what what being a good uncle is all about. That's what being an uncle is. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Thank you, Tyler. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not we saying. Have, I su- for, I everybody su- says bully like it's a bad. We thing. have a cousin. The roast of Donnie. We Miller. have a cousin whose nickname is Pumpkinhead because of Donnie, and she is thirty uh, something years old and has not forgiven him. Yeah, she still hates. Well, Donnie. that happens. When I was young, my 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 cousin uh, and my uncle would do it. They would call me a uh, little nuisance. And I is said, that your hip hop name? I hate you. I so want a, much. I want a song yeah. with Nemo hoes and Lil <laughs> Nuisance. Nuisance. It was terrible. You got to spell nuisance. No, I'm sorry. That's not <laughs> oh no! Oh god! No! I didn't even do it. I didn't even no! do it. Oh, I didn't even do it. it still... <laughs> yep, I did. That happened. That it's real. Keep it so like we can listen to it again later. Wow. I, don't like, um, I don't like this. Why don't you explain it a little bit? Was there today? any other thing we can talk about with Donnie? <laughs> I don't know. I think we're done with the roast of Donnie Miller. Okay. It's nice that Snoop hey, Dogg can no be here last for this names. one too. What? No last name. Donnie, are you okay with your last name being on the show, or do you want me to beep it out later? I think it's. That's uh, fine. Okay. There you go. Just beep out the ill part so that they still know what you're saying, but it's. Donnie Iller. Donnie Mitt. That's his rap name. Donnie Mitt. There you go. That sounds good. I feel like, okay, so I feel like we're getting to that end point um, in, in the episode, but yeah. I, I want to speed run some details about Snoop Dogg that I feel like if I went back on this episode and said, why didn't we talk about that, I would be sad. Uh, one, he, uh, okay, I feel like I'm trying to even think of where to start. He has his own football league. Yes. For teens. Uh-huh. He was recently in the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. I watched the clip. It was pretty good. He was featured in King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. He um, really likes sports. He was on Robot Chicken. He was on Robot Chicken. As uh, as Tyler mentioned earlier, he has a wine. He also uh, created a fried chicken recipe that involves potato chips, barbecue specifically. Somebody tell the colonel. Um. I, again, I feel like I can keep going, but I think those hit a lot of the big points. He was on Boondocks as well. He was on, oh, of course, he was on Boondocks. I think we talked about that, but that's not the point. Yeah, I, again, we could talk about Snoop Dogg for a lot longer, but I think we've covered our bases at least for now. Anybody have anything else that I missed in the the shotgun lightning round? I don't think so. I don't know. There's so much. Like, I mean, he we've... was a rapper. He was a. <laughs> do we, we mention he was a? We know, haven't like, spent like any time on the rapper part. Is the pro- like, very little. I mean, yeah, we did, but but that's the funny part is that when, um, you know, he 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 started as a rapper, and it's like, as a specifically, I'll say it wrong, gangsta rapper. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The the path in that was narrow, so right. become a, a media personality, and and get out of that lifestyle right. and then continue. That's right. the thing that's um impresses me is like, wait, my friends are dying. You know, what else is there? Right. Everything else. I mean, mm-hmm. cuz that's the thing is that like even if they okay, so like obviously Tupac is no longer with us mm-hmm. and that is why he is no longer important in society. But also neither really is Dr. Dre. 
Dr. Dre is way less of a household name than Snoop Dogg by a like a big mile. That's probably true. Although Dr. Dre has way more money because Beats by Dre, right? Uh, that made him branding. Yep. Yes. He's a billionaire. I'm pretty sure. Like uh, probably. Like whatever. Y'all motherfuckers forgot about Dre. Uh, you got us. Thanks. We ready to vote? I think we're ready to vote. Okay. This is duff. I like Three Dog Night. Uh, I like the songs of them, but I think I'd rather play a Snoop Dogg song, so I'm picking Snoop. I'm going to have to go with Snoop, too. Think it's tough. It's difficult. I like some Three Dog Night, too. They kind of got some Swamp Rocky stuff sometimes, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I heard you it. Know, but I don't know. I like Snoop. He's very charming. He is. It's tough. It is, because I like <clears throat> I liked listening to Three Dog Night. And I liked listening to Snoop Dogg. And so it's like that weird, like, it's that weird level where you can't really separate the personality from the music at that point. Where, like, yeah, I really liked listening to Three Dog Night. Yeah, I really liked listening to Snoop Dogg. But I'll probably remember Snoop Dogg more than I'll remember Three Dog Night because Snoop Dogg is just, like, he has a little bit more to his story, I guess. So I don't like that I'm picking Snoop Dogg, but I'm also picking Snoop Dogg. Okay. It's to me. I got to pick? Yes. Well, I mean, I'm here for Three Dog Night, but right. as you said, everything else, name a Three Dog Night member for most people. It's So the, the music, they didn't live on as, as a group, as names, as people. People don't know them. So as a entity snoop is the one that has to has to be are you voting for snoop dog yeah oh, wow. look at that that's surprising we, no we flipped them boys you're voting for snoop dog he's been flipped for not for the music the music but that he's not known so much for the music i'm just saying yeah you won me over in in by the bulk of the evidence i prefer Three Dog Night music, mm-hmm. by far, but th- but we've officially gone away from a music podcast. Yeah, we've the sphere of influence. We've strayed from a music podcast. Well, it's kind of okay. like it's a it's a comedy music podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's also kind of like um like okay, so let's say that we covered a Flavor Flav episode, Flavor Flav, if you will. Um, I don't know what it would even be like the good band, bad band version of it, you know, like, but uh-huh. let's not think about it now. Flavor Flavor Town. There it is. That was the one. Does he um, have solo work? I don't think he ever released a solo I don't think album. he does either. We've covered, I think we, well, it doesn't matter. My point is, is that like, if we were to do it, we would be covering a guy who just said, yeah, boy, behind Chuck D. So it's like, He wore we... clocks. He had verses. But what I'm saying is is that nobody knows Flavor Flav for his music. They know him from his TV personality. Because of the fact that he is a TV personality, that's why people know him. So if we were to cover him on this show, we would not have anything to say about his music at all. We would only be able to talk about him as a personality. And that is largely what we have to do with Snoop Dogg. Of course he is featured in music, but that's not really what he's known for at this point. So you really do kind of have to view him outside of the lens of just the music to a certain degree. It's a weird... It's a weird level to do that for. But uh, Patreon also voted and resoundingly said Three Dog Night. Hmm. Interesting. Um, what uh, David commented, Donnie, I don't know if you know David, 
Um, I only know the popular Three Dog songs. I actually get a kick out of Snoop Dogg as a character, but don't like his music. Fair enough. I feel like that's kind of where you land, too. Yeah. So, you and David might have a lot in common. You should talk sometime. Two uncles separated by anything. (laughs) But brought together by the appreciation of Snoop Dogg as a character. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Good Band, Bad Band. Let us know who you think is the good band. Like us on Facebook and stuff. Check out Patreon, I guess. Uh, Next week, we're talking about a group. Hold on. I picked it. I'm going to do it. We're leaving this in. I'm doing it. It's... Spin Dr. Dre. It literally just left my brain. I Sorry, I took a big old hit of a Snoop Doobie. Snoopy Doobie Doobie. Smoking those Snoop remains. So, uh, just chill till the next episode. I hate this so much. Till Santa ain't asked twice Everything I order Both naughty and nice Whatever the venue Hit up the menu Did somebody say Just be Ain't nothing changed here Didn't see what? Play the Conway Twitty song so I quit looking at you like that. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking set the whole thing up. <laughs> <laughs>